Hello and welcome to week five of the Raisin to Harvest podcast. My name is Chris Gerling. I work in the food science department in Cornell Agritech in Geneva, New York. I am joined by Jeremy Schuster of the Eastern New York Commercial Horticulture Program, Terry Bates of the Cornell Lake Erie Regional Grape Program, Hans Walter Peterson of the Finger Lakes Grape Program. So we can start with Terry, you are not Jen, and uh, <laughs> confirm or deny. Confirm. I am not Jennifer Phillips Russo. Okay. <laughs> now that we've got that clear, we're, we're thrilled to have you. So let's hear your perspective on maybe the season to date and, and oh, okay. in particular. Yep. Uh, season to date. <laughs> As everyone knows, we it was warm and dry early. It was cool and wet late. So again, we primarily deal with Concord and Niagara juice grapes, and we follow the berry curve and ripening profiles of those. So the big talk that we've been having, we're having a late season, a late ripening season. And when we compare berry weights and bricks, we have large berry weights, like I think it was 2021 was a year where we had really large berries, which dilutes the sugar and, and leads to slower ripening. But then the actual bricks accumulation is more like 2003, which many of our growers will remember as a very poor year <laughs> in terms of uh, how late we picked the fruit. It was one of the years where mid-season crop estimation and thinning really paid off to help growers get the fruit in. So we kind of have the two worst case scenarios in that we have slow ripening in big berries, at least in 2003 the berry weight was below average. So we were actually working with small berries and that helped us concentrate the sugar and we could get the fruit in. So the, the, the worst case scenario is we have that kind of slow ripening profile, but we have really big berries. Um, the positive thing is that it's been dry this week. It looks like it's going to be fairly dry next week. We are at the peak of um, fresh berry weight. So we, we measure that curve it hits a maximum about 95 to 100 days after bloom. We're past that. If it stays dry, this is the period where we can get some dehydration in the berries and that'll help get us across the finish line. So otherwise, Concord harvest starts in earnest next week for at least for national grape. Some of the other processors have already been picking Concord and we're going to run it right through October until it's done. Great. Thank you. I think that the it seems like it seemed like you were not going to turn the corner for a while there. It was getting a little bit scary that we were going to run into the barrier versus turn yes. the corner, but now it seems like the corner has been turned. So yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> We've been missing the hurricanes, so unlike Alice, maybe down on Long Island, we have been fairly dry the last week. So, Jeremy, did you miss the hurricane, or how much? What did you get? I mean, I I, I wish we did miss any precipitation this week we did have a pretty significant rain event uh, looking at the newest station for location here in hudson valley we received over two and a half inches of rain and that's pretty common throughout the hudson valley receiving at least two inches of rain uh, looking forward hudson valley to see the forecasted for another inch tomorrow we just can't seem to get a break here this week was dry which was good a lot of crop came in, particularly in the northern country, capital district. They're starting to bring the fruit in, even though the brick levels aren't necessarily there. They're starting to see the fruit quality start to decline. So it's a juggling act between logistics, weather, and do you let your fruit hang? Is the fruit quality going to be there? So it's a critical time point to be making some pretty important decisions right now. 
But from the vineyards I've walked and the fruit I've seen, it, it looks pretty good. It's just going to be a difficult year to ensure that we can get to the finish line. Yeah, two inches of rain. That's that's significant. That's very significant. That's absurdly significant. So that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're still here. We haven't floated down the river just yet. But yeah, I mean, I'm, if someone else wants to take some rain for me, I'm all for it. <laughs> Yeah, we're all in pretty good shape with rain. No one I know of is looking to stock up at this point in the season. Unfortunately, we had the Monday with a 0% chance of rain, and it rained pretty much all day, Hans. I don't know. That was an interesting confluence of factors. Yeah, it's been, I mean, we've been since the last couple of weeks, we've actually been, except for pretty much that one day last week, it was uh, earlier this week, it was. It's been pretty dry. I think we've had a half inch of rain over the past two weeks, which has been a godsend. June, July, and August here were not absurdly significantly nor better. I think that needs to be a new stats term, by the way. Absurdly significant. But I think, yeah, we've been cool and dry the past couple of weeks. So we have seen we have seen bricks and acidity move. The bricks numbers have slowed down. Our bricks are actually a little bit higher than they were last year, which is a warm year in Concord. And so it's just interesting hearing Terry talk about it. And I think it's because the places where we're sampling got hit with frost damage this spring. And so their crops are a lot smaller. And so their berries are nice and big, but they also have plenty of sugar in them because they have full canopies because all the all the secondary shoots pushed out, but they have far fewer clusters on them. So so we're seeing our sugars not being nearly as much of a challenge in, in our natives as that sounds like it's been on out in Lake Erie. I think that's a big reason. Yeah, um, we're we're doing some sampling in Concord by predicted crop load levels. So we spatially map our yield prediction, spatially map our vine size prediction, come up with a crop load calculation. We're sampling against that, and there is a nice crop load effect this year, which again we typically see in slower ripening years. That crop load effect has more significant, highly, definitely. What would you say, Chris? Absurdly significant. Absurdly. Maybe not absurdly significant, but yes. <laughs> Stay tuned for my Substack statistics newsletter, absurdly significant. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Copyright, patent pending. Yeah. No, but, but if only some viticulturist had told us that 50 years ago, Terry. <laughs> about the crop load effect? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Otherwise, out here, uh, I think a lot of our early stuff is is just about done. Like I think I saw some of the last loads of Pinot Noir were brought in if they were holding together pretty well. And I know there's a fair bit of Chardonnay starting to come in now. Gallo has been taking Concord in for about a couple of weeks now, I think. And so it's just, we're, we're, we're in the thick of it now. I have a feeling just given the weather, that's the way it's playing out. And I mean, Terry kind of mentioned it too. It's, we're going to be really dry and warm here the next week until it's not, of course. But the forecast is for like sunny and mid 70s to 80 all next week here. And so um, if canopies are in decent shape, you know, that, that'll probably push some things along as well, hopefully. But I, later varieties, I think like Riesling and Cab Franc and some of those kinds of things, people might just let hang out there for a while longer. We're a little slow on bricks with some of those anyway. So I think you always want it to be a year where you can pick when you want to, not when you have to. And with weather like we're going to have next week, that pushes us to the want to part instead of the have to part. So that's that's what we're hoping for. And I noticed so Chardonnay is still we still have Chardonnay samples when I look at the table, with the exception of Hudson Valley. I think maybe we'll have fewer Chardonnays next week. 
But one of the things we were talking about, Hans, is maybe, well, we have like two harvests kind of this year where we've got mm -hmm. an early harvest where early varieties or things that are picked because of weather or things that are picked because the the canopy just didn't hold up. And that happens through this week, maybe early next week. And then will there be a little bit of a pause and all the later stuff that people want to need to hang longer hangs out for a little while. Do you see that happening? Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, if you think back to last year, we kind of had that in the Finger Lakes also. I mean, we had some rains at the end of August and beginning of September that really started to push some, some of the early variety stuff that was ripening earlier to rot faster. And so a lot of that stuff came running in and stuff that held up through that, it turned dry kind of mid August, mid September again and stayed relatively dry. And so, so again, you can kind of let stuff hang a little bit longer again. So I kind of feel like we might be seeing a similar thing this year where just things that were get that things that were ripening when it was still being a lot more rain in August, you know, had to get had to get picked while they the fruit was still relatively sound. Whereas now stuff that's hanging out there looks pretty clean for the most part. I mean, there's there's rot here and there, there's some botrytis here and there, but it's it's not a pandemic by any means. Jeremy, do you think there'll be any survivors to for that second phase? Or do you think that it's just been too challenging and there's just too much to deal with to to, to hold out for the kind of the long haul in your part of the state? Well, it's been challenging up to this point. I do think just walking in the research vineyard here at the Highland Valley Research Lab, uh, the cab front seems to be holding pretty well. So I do think that You'll probably see a, a later harvest, or as you said, a, a second harvest for some of the old red varieties that are still out there. Just looking at the table, our brick levels are still not necessarily where we want them to be, and some of our pHs and TAs need to come into line more for our wine, wineries out here. But I think it's if we can get some nice dry weather, I think we you know, should be in a pretty good spot. Uh, moving forward then if the birds don't get it that's another thing right right hopefully uh, the birds are getting rained out too hopefully they, they stay uh, inside because they don't like the that, that's how I it works so. right yeah i hope so this morning we had uh so here at the hudson valley research lab we have gotten a couple of nuisance tags for turkeys and we actually had someone up there this morning trying to uh persuade them not to uh feed on our grapes this morning yeah so is if those birds allow us to hang it and the weather's holding for us i don't see any reason why we can't actually have some really decent quality this year great so terry i look at portland concord and i see that in 22 we were at 18 bricks right so that was exceptional right that was really high compared to what we're used to and now we're coming around the turn as you said we're like we're over 15 for that concord and with a large crop and over 15 bricks things could turn out really pretty well if if you get the right breaks right yes i think for us it's just about being dry at this point even i don't even think it needs to be sunny <laughs> it just needs to be dry low humidity just keep the keep the fruit clean dehydrated a little bit because the bricks are going to continue to kind of climb over the weeks. I, I think the other, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, <laughs> but my, my other concern is 
And it really just has to do with the volume of fruit that has to go through the door in four weeks. So our average last or first frost date is Halloween and October 1st is Sunday. <laughs> so it's just, you know, if we get an early frost, there could be a lot of fruit that's like, okay, we got to get it off the vine and in the plant now, which could, that could really create a bottleneck towards the end of the latter half of October. Or we could not get a freeze until mid-November and it's no problem. Nice save there, Terry. But it's average. So, you know, if average is Halloween, that means there are going to be some years where it's before Halloween. We will knock on wood for yeah. <laughs> dry weather, for late freezes, for everything to hold on. It mm. seems like we always say September is the, the month that makes or breaks us. And this year, it's played a large role, but there's, we're going to go into overtime, it seems like, this year, right? Yeah. We're, we're, October is now going to have to make or break us, I think. It's, we're gonna, it's, we, we haven't settled this in, in nine innings or 60 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever. So we're going to see what October has up its sleeve for us. And we'll hope or for four best. days if you're playing cricket. Yeah. Right. Or four days if you're playing <laughs> test match. I, yeah, I don't know. Right. All right. So thanks, everybody. We will monitor the situation. We will see what we can get. We will knock on wood and we will hope for the best. And I appreciate your time and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.